Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. What's going on? It's Matt with the Disney Planning Insights Podcast, and today is Tuesday, December 21st, and it is going to be our last live show of the year, so thank you all uh, for a great 2021. I'm just going to start with that because it has been fantastic, both on the Disney side and on the podcast side, so, um, you know, thank you for all your support, listens, watches, likes, follows, everything that you guys do. Um, it's very much appreciated. It It is kind of the driving force behind us to keep going doing this. So thank you very much um, for all of your support. And with all that support, um, we're getting close to a really big milestone over on YouTube if you want to help us out. So if you are listening um, on the podcast or over on our Facebook page, definitely go over there and hit that subscribe button if you haven't. We are five away from 100 on the YouTube page, which is pretty awesome since our goal this year was kind of 50 to 70. Um and we kind of blew up at the end of the year. So it's it's been kind of nice um, to have that growth coming into the last month of the year and, and getting into 2022 uh, gets me excited to uh, get back behind the video editor and knock out some more stuff, which you guys are going to see um, over the next couple of weeks, uh, a few different things. So 
Festival of the Lion King, The New View. Uh, I released that yesterday. We're going to be releasing something on the 23rd. So look at the YouTube page around 6 o'clock on the 23rd. The kids and I are doing something pretty special for the podcast that's going to be released next week. Uh, and maybe some other things. Um, we still have that Animal Kingdom Part 2 hanging out there that we need to finish up. Um, so hopefully we can get that done by the end of the year as well. Um, so special show tonight. We do have a little bit of news. Uh, we'll get that to that here in a second. Tonight is more of going to be a best of 2021 show. We're going to talk about our favorite news story, our, our favorite memory from the parks this year. And we've got Peter from Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel to help us out with that. So let me go ahead and bring him on and we will uh, talk to him about Disney. How you doing? Hi everyone. Good doing well. You. Yeah, I know. Sorry I wasn't here last week. I figured, I mean, I didn't have anything on the calendar. I just, I probably spent, oh my God, probably like 40 extra hours at school beyond the school day last week. Yeah, finals to, week. Yeah, trying to get things done for the semester. I still have a little bit of work to do, but I had to, just got back from Chicago because I went up to visit my parents um, for the weekend. So made it back in time. To celebrate the best of 2021. Best of 2021. So, big year um, for the podcast for Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. Um, really is going to kind of catapult us into this new venture in 2022 um, that we are going to talk about more in depth on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just just a cool year. So the year started out with us taking a trip down February, end of February, early March. Um, really fun trip. Got a ton of content. You know, one of my favorite things from that trip is at one point you were talking about obs obscure rock in the corner of Hollywood Studios. We had so much content from Hollywood Studios. Was I legitimately talking about an obscure rock in the yes. corner of Hollywood Studios? Which rock? I don't know. I mean, it sounds amazing. <laughs> I, In fact, I'm kind of disappointed that you don't, like, have the clip to roll live right now. <laughs> you know, it, it's... It's the best of show is supposed to work. What the heck's going on? But best of show is also pre-recorded, and we just hit the play button and just let it roll. I, we don't try and do a best of show live. All right, here's what we're going to do. Everything that we say right now, we're going to then put those clips in, and then we'll put the... The beefed up special edition 
you all just wait. Wait for the beefed up special edition show with all five cut-ins of me talking about random rock in the corner of Hollywood Studios. I mean, no, there had to be a reason for it, right? It had to be a worthwhile rock. I'm trying no, to think. No, I think it was just you had made the comment because at Hollywood Studios, we seem to tape everything. Like, I think we got, we did get like every square inch. I mean, we did a really good job at all of the parks, but, and part of it was the fact that you had to leave early um, to, you know, deal with yeah, the, sure. the family situation. And, um, and so then that final morning, I just, I got even more Hollywood Studios because I just went back to the park by myself and ate at Woody's Lunchbox. I, I rode, uh, I rode Slinky Dog Dash and ate at Woody's Lunchbox before the park even opened. I had like boarding group seven because I was a party of one. So I got called back to Rise of the Resistance like two minutes after the park opened as I'm eating at Woody's Lunchbox. Spent a fair amount of time at Baseline. Yeah, it just, I mean, good trip. One of the things that really, um, what I really enjoyed about that trip was Skipper Canteen. Um, and kind of us going back and doing that dole whip for the server at Skipper Canteen. <laughs> I was there again in October, and uh, I, I texted you just uh-huh. to confirm her name, and I asked if she was there, and she was there. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. And she's like, you're the guy that bought me the dole whip. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, I am. I am that guy. You have a Disney legacy now. Yes. I do think it had something to do with the fact that I got the butterfly booth. (laughs) So what, um, you you went a few times this year, um, not only with me, but with your family as well. What was kind of your highlight of Disney this year? You know, what what stuck out as kind of your favorite memory of Disney this year? So my favorite... Was so first of all, had a fantastic time with you. For those of you out there that don't think like Disney can't be for adults, I completely disagree with you. Um, Disney going as adults is is just remarkable because, and, and Matt and I went as adults, but but we were on a mission, so we were like covering you know every every rock apparently <laughs> of the park was covered, and um, so. You know, Matt just went with Shannon in the later part of the year, just the two of them. Jesse and I have been a couple times for our anniversary or going again in uh, 2022 for our anniversary. So what's amazing about being there with either adult kids or just a couple of adults is um, I don't the timeline really seems to open up because yeah. with kids, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do next? Well, what are we going to do next? Well, what are we going to do next? I would say it's just gotten to the point over the last couple of trips where my kids have been there enough that it's okay if we take some downtime and just like sit around and enjoy a snack or whatever. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, had a great time on that trip. My, I'm going to say my favorite though was being back for uh, October. So the most recent trip that I just took was a fantastic time. Um, last year I went to food and wine festival and they really had just kind of phoned in 2020s food and wine festival again. Yeah. And so for 2021, because it was the 50th, 
I felt like the food and wine festival was very, very impressive this year. Um, I felt like it was a bit bigger and there were tons of new things. And so add into that, you know, the Ratatouille experience of being able to ride that. I think we wrote it three times, maybe four. When, Rat, when I learned Ratatouille was for sure going to be open, I like readjusted all my park days. So I would start it <laughs> like almost every day. Um, so yeah, I think we wrote Ratatouille like three times, maybe four times. So all of that, like Epcot's my favorite park and just Epcot was off the hook with the Ratatouille ride being released and um, or being opened and the Food and Wine Festival being back and bigger than ever. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say that. Uh, so your favorite time was probably not really me recording a rock. Uh, <laughs> what no, was, I know you and Shan went together. And I think you had some really amazing experiences there. What was your favorite thing that you did? Yeah, I, I think I think my my most memorable kind of thing from from this past year at Disney was the the Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. Like we we had made an effort to make sure that we were underneath the tree looking all the way down main street for that parade. And it, it just, to, just to have a full blown parade back, you know, we were there the day the park shut down to, to be there. The second day that they had a parade back was, was awesome. And, you know, it was a trimmed down parade um, compared to years past but it was still a full-on parade at Disney. And and I, I think that was the biggest thing. I think it was just kind of like, for me, it was... I've always been one that the parks are coming back when you have full parades, when you have your fireworks shows and that kind of stuff, and being able to do enchantment, the parade, a stage show, the fireworks for the Christmas show, or for the Christmas party. It just... Well, Really? Yeah, it was, it, it was just, I think that was what kind of was my most memorable night. You know, we also did, <laughs> we also did the 50th anniversary dinner at California Grill. Yeah, that's what I was expecting you to run for. And, and that was absolutely amazing. The food was amazing, but we have, we have been there and had amazing food before. Um, It was a cool experience, but I think just kind of the occasion of having a parade back and you could just kind of feel it in the park when it started coming down main street that, that, that was kind of that memory for me this year. Now. Yeah. I'm going to hold in my Epcot experience and also include the space 220 experience. That dining experience was out of this world. (laughs) Thanks for that. Thanks for that. (laughs) The, The drink we did too. We did space 220 in November as well. The drinks are amazing. Um, we didn't get any food there because we had kind of a big food day already. Um, so we we were going to be going to Tutto Italia, and then we had a Beaches and Cream right after that. So to have like a Space 220 at 1 o'clock, basically, a Tutto Italia at 4, and then a Beaches and Cream at 6, um, we would have needed help getting out of Beaches and Cream. You need that... When you're empty going in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, again, the there are still a lot of differences if you haven't been back since COVID at the parks right now. But um, 
it's it's coming back and, and and you can feel it and you can see it you know the crowds for the fireworks are back um we have an announcement that the parade's going to be back but we just don't know when parades are going to be back for the daytime so the dining plan yeah that i mean that's the big one that's the, that's the big kind of thing to fall right now is when are we going to get dining plans back and and I think once we have the dining plans back, and I really think that they're holding off until they get staffing to a point where they're comfortable with people having dining plans. Because, I mean, you figure 22,000 rooms at Disney, that's a lot of people that if you're getting, you know, dining plans for two-thirds of those guests, it's a lot of restaurant space that has to be had. I mean, you could run dining plans so on the counter position to that or the idea position, you know, just in case somebody important from Disney's listening. I, I know it's doubtful, but hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, I, why don't you just make them like you make room availability? You know, like during this period of time, there's X thousands available and then they're booked up. I mean, it works the exact same way as an actual dining reservation, it works the exact same way as a room reservation. It works the exact same way as a park reservation. Um, why don't you just bring them back? And if you're worried about numbers, then manage the numbers the way you manage every other aspect of your business model. Um, and on the just as a, an aside, and then I'll, I'll leave you to respond to that idea. Um, also, to... Uh, well, I just lost what I was going to say. Respond. <laughs> Whoa. Somebody wants to call me. What? Phone phone call. Watch out. Um, no, I, I think the counterpoint to that is I, right now, I think, and, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go out on a crazy tangent here. Disney is figuring out a way to cut the crowd without saying we're going to limit capacity. And they're doing it by raising prices. They're making things hard to get. They're changing pricing. They're limiting options. I mean, they're they're limiting their crowds based off of the people that now can afford to go to Disney. And that number is going to shrink, you know, even starting next year when you're talking about you're adding $100 plus dollars to a family to get transportation to and from Orlando International. You know, you throw a dining plan on there that has limited availability now, you're limiting that limited amount again. And I think at some point they're going to have to say, how many cuts can we make by raising prices to control what we're trying to do with park reservations? So I don't I don't know. I think they're really testing the water right now. And on uh, so on that front, a few weeks ago, we, we talked about how they stopped AP sales. Um, exactly what I expected. They reopened a bunch of availability for standard theme park tickets because they cut the AP. So um, a lot of a lot of people who were going down there that were, you know, hosed out of Magic Kingdom were then able to get their reservations in and, and all of that stuff. So what do you... What do you think about that lawsuit that's going on in California right now by the AP holders? Kind of it just got filed as a class action. Um, so basically this woman brought this class action suit against Disney saying that she had bought the highest tier 
of annual pass that the basic reason she bought it is for no blackout dates. And then Disney in turn limited the amount of park pass availability for pass holders, which created blackout dates for some pass holders, basically. Um, So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I mean, if you're, if you're going to spend that money, I mean, you've got, you don't have the highest tier for world, but if you're going to spend that $1,400 for no blackout dates, how, how does Disney have the right to limit the park pass reservation availability for that day? Well, they still, so I, I, the class action lawsuit is treating those two things as like, in line with one another when really they're two separate things. There are park pass reservations for the day and then there are annual passes. And so Disney's rebuttal in this is going to be, well, we didn't limit your ability to come on the day. You didn't sign up in time. You knew going into it that the way that we're operating is through a park reservation system and you chose to not plan ahead to claim that. That would be the exact same thing like right now if, like, my pass is good in spring break, but I haven't booked my spring break days yet. That would be like me going the week before when a bunch of parks are absolutely going to be booked solid. That would be like me going the week before going, hey, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be blacked out. What do you mean all I can do is park hop? It's, the, the, again, the lawsuit's treating them as though I'm not blacked out at all. Therefore, the park pass reservation does not apply to me. Well, no, you bought the highest level pass, so you're entitled to make a reservation on any day that you see fit subject to availability. Like, and I, I guarantee in all of the all the clauses and statements and everything else like that, in the I have read and acknowledged the terms and conditions, <laughs> I guarantee there is a clause about this is all subject to availability and DC may revoke the right to access on any specific day due to whatever reason. Like I, I can't imagine this goes very far. This is just like another one of those, like, you know, we, we want to like blow some wind and ah, like, ah, where? yeah, yeah. I just, I, I thought it was an interesting lawsuit just because it really challenges that no blackout date verbiage. Right, but there was but there wasn't a blackout date. Like when that person, like that person, had the ability to book the days that were in question, and yeah. then they filled. Yeah, that's not Disney's fault that you did not plan ahead. I mean, we like the exact same to like put this in like a parallel. When a client calls us and say, "Hey, I'd love to stay at Caribbean Beach," you know, whatever dates, and I go, "Oh, I'm sorry, Caribbean Beach is booked." We don't go, well, that's not fair. I'm entitled to Caribbean Beach. <laughs> you know, I, it's booked. You didn't, you didn't plan, like, and then that's, like, explain to the client. We go, well, unfortunately, that's booked. Let's talk about all the other, the other amazing hotel options that we can go with. Here's some comparables in price. Here's some comparables in location. What do we want to do? I mean, we don't just sit there and go, well, that's not fair. I, I should be able to book Caribbean Beach any day, anytime, anywhere, you know. I don't know why I got hung up on Caribbean Beach. <laughs> That's your favorite resort outside of Riviera right now. Well, it's, yeah, outside of staying for my, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yacht and so, Beach Club, man. All day. <laughs> YBC. 
<laughs> so let's let, let's kind of jump into a little bit of news. There was a little bit of news that happened this week. Um, first thing is we're getting some of those uh, Magic Kingdom and other park tours back. So Keys to the Kingdom is coming back. And then over at Animal Kingdom, Caring for Giants, Wild Africa Trek, Up Close with Rhinos, and Savor the Savannah are all coming back next year. Um, this is going to be starting February 6, 2022. Another, again, just another step in the right direction of getting parks back to normal. Um, you've done one of these tours, or a few of these tours, haven't you? I've done a couple of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't done Save of the Savannah, so I'm going to... That's. I don't... Well, Jesse's busy with friends, so she probably won't go back and watch this. She normally watches live, but is not probably watching right now because she's out to dinner with some friends. Uh, so I want to do Savor the Savannah for our anniversary trip when we go down there. Um, there you go. So I have wanted to do Savor the Savannah for a really long time, and then but other ones got in the way. So I've done like Taste of Magic Kingdom, Keys to Magic Kingdom. Um, I did the Walk and Waltz footsteps over at Disneyland. I've done the Behind the Seeds in Epcot. Um, so yeah, a few uh, a few of the tours. I mean, there are obviously a lot lot more, but. Here's what I love about the tours. If you're thinking about doing one, it so first of all, if it's your first trip to Disney, don't don't do a tour. Like honestly, like there's no reason to do a tour. But if it's time three, time four, you're starting to go, hey, what else is there? Um, the tours have been some of the most amazing, insightful things for me as a Disney enthusiast in terms of seeing what has not been seen by others and hearing from the mouths of the people that make the magic happen, just exactly how it occurs. Um, just, just really, really informative, awesome experiences across the board, regardless of what, of what you do. The wild Africa trek is really, I had a client do that. They said, that's amazing. If you've ever been on Kilimanjaro safari and you notice the, the suspension bridge above the crocodile pit, yeah. Wild Africa Trek walks over that. Um, so absolutely. Again, if you've been there a few times, you're like, what else is there? Well, start. You're clearly hooked into the magic. So start learning more about it. And the best way to do that is to grab either uh, an adventure guide for the day uh, or book one of these, you know, a couple hour, few hour, whatever um, experiences where you get to go in a small group. And, uh, and learn some stuff and do some cool experiences. Yeah, and they've got them, when, when they come back full bore, they've got them for all ages. We've done the scavenger hunt and Magic Kingdom with the kids. That was a blast. Um, Shannon and I did one of the holiday ones where we actually saw kind of the holiday stage room, um, their, uh, their rehearsal spaces, that kind of stuff. We went over to Amaret's Patisserie, made some cookies, so they don't just necessarily always stay in one park. They don't always necessarily stay on site. I mean, some of these are you're going backstage. You're going from hotel to hotel. You've done the, the Dine in the Sky, which, you know. Oh, yeah, you completely forgot about that one. Yeah. That yeah. Was so so lot, lots of cool ones when they come back. Good to see five of them coming back. And then uh, you can book now for February 6th. Um, is when they're going to start. So Disney, Disney World Disney com forward slash enchanting dash extras. Uh, Lightning Lane. Y'all wrote that down. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll flash it up on the screen. There it was. In the uh, uh, special edition. <laughs> uh, Lightning Lane news. Uh, so they dropped the secondary individual Lightning Lane for the holiday season. Um, Space Mountain Frozen Ever After Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Everest were dropped for, from December 19th through January 3rd um, so that they could just jack up the prices on the other ones for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's basically what they did. Uh, pricing on on the ones at Disneyland. Spider-Man went from 7 to $18. Uh, oh, yeah, you release a movie and then everybody wants to ride Spider-Man. Uh, Rise of the Resistance stayed at 20 so just, just outrageous if you want to ride a ride for, you know, again, a family of four, 80 bucks, go for yeah, it. Yeah, well, you talked about this previously about, you know, Disney kind of phasing people out, but these are optional add-ons. I mean, I'm not going to do it. And most of my clients, I, I explain very very matter-of-factly, like if this is your first time down there, get the regular one. Um, and then in terms of the, the special add-on ones, I I don't know. I don't, I just don't see a ride, a single ride being worth 40 bucks, you know, or more, Yeah. you know, for the family to go on. So, but I, I, I could see if this is like, well, this is the only time we're ever going to go. This is the, the whole enchilada, like, Okay, well then, what's another hundred bucks? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the thing is you got to figure it out based on your future Disney plans. If you don't plan on coming back, it might be worth it to you. If this is the the big shebang, if it's not, you always have the the virtual queues. You always have the standby lines, that kind of stuff. So, so what else we uh, looking at the time? What else were you talking about with 2021 today? This was supposed to be a 2021 special, and we said two things and then got off on tangents. <laughs> well, we, we went off on tangents because Disney all of a sudden decided it, it was going to be a slow news week until today. Um, let's talk about two openings real quick, and then we'll get back to 2021. Two openings. Typhoon Lagoon reopening January 2nd, 2022. Disney's All-Star Sports Resort reopening March 31st, 2022. Bookings for all-star sports are going to open tomorrow. So if you want to stay at sports, um, call Peter or message him on Facebook at PATM Disney Travel. And he will get you hooked up over at all-star sports. Um, it I need is, to flash it up on the screen. Like no, it's over. It's down in the corner over there. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. It's a good uh, guess. Okay, 2021. Favorite news story of 2021. There, there's been some good ones. I, 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 have I don't know if I should go with a negative one or a positive one. I'm going to go with a trio of negative ones because it's happened a couple of times here. Okay, I'll do a positive one. So you hit the negatives and then I'll hit them with the feels. Okay, sounds good. So this year people have decided that um, staying in a ride vehicle is optional. So we've had our cucumber lady on Living with the Land... We had a guy drop his cell phone on Kilimanjaro Safaris last week and decide he wanted to jump out of the vehicle on Kilimanjaro Safaris. And then just a couple days ago, we had a guy lose a hat on Splash Mountain and jumped back into the ride after he exited the ride 
when it was done, he jumped back in, causing a full shutdown and evacuation of the ride. People, what? stay in your ride vehicles. Brayden just walked by, so the, the expletive, <laughs> the beep button just kind of happened. Stay in your mother <laughs> ride vehicles with your mothers. Exactly. You, you ruin it for everybody else. Okay, I'm going to do a positive one. Okay. Do a positive one. I Well, it's actually, ooh, I guess, okay, wait. It's not a positive Disney story. God darn. Shucks. I got to get a new one. Hold on. All right. It wasn't, it wasn't a positive Disney story. It wasn't a positive. No. Well, I was going to tell the story about the Buzz Lightyear that was left. That was a positive Southwest story. It's a positive Southwest story. Right. Not necessarily not positive. A positive. It just had a Buzz Lightyear in it, so it just happened to feature Disney. <laughs> Southwest featuring Disney. Oh, man. I don't even... The best news story of the year was when they told me annual passes were going to go back on sale. There you go. Annual passes coming back. Now they're gone again. You're like, yeah! Like a bittersweet announcement. <laughs> I really was. I was... Oh my god! Well, you had already called down there and cussed out like three or four cast. Members. I had not cussed them out. Oh, okay. I never once cussed to a Disney cast member. I always try to be very gracious because I know they're writing notes on my account. <laughs> We're just gonna black this guy out of Ogun right. for the next six months. Right? Why can't I find any availability? It's February second. <laughs> oh man! Uh... 2021 let's see what else do we have going on we we got the return of fireworks i i think that was a huge that was pretty huge. nice yeah so fireworks came back in july um if you if you follow the show we actually live broadcast both shows when they when they came back epcot forever and happily ever after when they came back um we also live broadcast both new shows when they started up this year so we got enchantment over at Walt Disney World and Harmonious at Hollywood Studios. What are your thoughts on the new shows? I mean, compared to the old shows, what are your thoughts on the new shows? Uh, so I feel like Happily Ever After and Enchantment are, you know, I, it's still Castle Projection. It's still fireworks theme to the music. It's still storyline. Um, I did think that the soundtrack for Happily Ever After would pants enchantment in the schoolyard and take its lunch money. Um, so, I mean, there was just something that happily ever after soundtrack just hit hard. But there were, I remember watching enchantment a couple times and there were emotional moments there as well. So I'm sure it's going to become more endearing as I view it more. Um, Harmonious, being a big fan of Illuminations, um, Harmonious was amazing. And is a, it is now a phenomenal show. It used to be, you know, if you were just like, oh, I really want like a Disney show. Okay, well, you got to go see Happily Ever After. If you don't see Illuminations, it'll be okay. But now if you're like, oh, I want to go see a Disney fireworks show, we'll be like, okay, you need to see both, actually. We need to plan an Epcot night and a Magic Kingdom night into your trip. Um, Illuminations, I wouldn't have said that, but that's also my knock on Harmonious is it just it doesn't tie in the world showcase and to me it it still ties in nature and you know water and so 
it's it's highlighting like what the the future of Epcot's gonna be, right? So you know, because right now you've got the future pavilion, you've got the land pavilion, and there you've got the seas pavilion. But you kind of the world showcases where Harmonious is, and so I I guess I would have liked to see the world showcase made a little bit more interactive because I I really think like, you know. Illuminations would like illuminate a nation and celebrate it, and illuminate the next one and celebrate it. And um, this one is just like the lights turned on on the nations, and then the lights turned off on the nations on that part. Do you think they just did that because they had the lights on the nation? Yes, that's what I mean. Like they didn't incorporate the world showcase at all. They're like, well, hell, we got the lights on all the buildings. We might as well push push on it. Minute uh, twenty one. Yeah, might as well just use the button. We still could use the same button, Steve. Wrong lover. <laughs> um, well, I mean, when they when they change the the three caballeros ride to Coco, they've already they've already added some IP. To now Encanto's gonna now I which one? What? Now we have to decide between Coco and Encanto. Encanto's Colombia though. Uh, okay, let's build a Colombia pavilion. All right, Coco in Mexico. I, I just want the roller coaster in the Germany pavilion. We're going to go Rio. Oh, a Matterhorn. That would be, <laughs> that would be Switzerland. Um, we'll do, we'll make a Brazil pavilion and we'll put the stuff from Rio in there, even though it's not Disney. Okay. I like um, it. I think so. I like it. I really think they're building a Brazil pavilion. I'm very intrigued to go down there in a few weeks and since try they, to peek behind the, the Since blocker. they use so little of the room in the American pavilion, can we put like a turbo exhibit in there? I like Indy 500. Yeah, yeah. Showcase kind like, of yeah. stuff from around us. I, yeah. I, I, th- I think we're on to something here. In, I mean, in China, we could just put Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Cross <laughs> We're good. Uh, Disney, if you're listening... Hey, call us up. We've got ideas. <laughs> Don't call us. These are terrible ideas. Uh, so, so closing 2021, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Well, I on the Disney front, um, I'm looking forward to – I'm going a few times, and I'm going to daddy-daughter, and I'm going um, with my wife. So, and then we're going all as a family with uh, my parents. So looking forward to all of those trips uh, in terms of the parks. I'm hoping to hit Cosmic Re- uh, the Cosmic Rewind. I'm hoping it's open by June. Otherwise, Disney's going to finagle me into another trip, I'm sure, once they release that date. So I'm hoping it's done by mid-June. Um, it's the round terms- all over for you. Yeah, in terms of this, I really am looking forward to working with you because uh, we're basically done with the park series, so now it's time to just kind of start having fun, um, start doing ride reviews, hotel reviews, restaurant reviews. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the filming of our few of our favorite things episodes. That was uh, show-wise, that was probably my favorite experience where you you came over and, boy, we, we just spent like 10 hours just recording <laughs> content. And we did a whole bunch of those favorite things because it was that was a lot of fun. And we had done that. I think we recorded those, correct me if I'm wrong, um, 
Did we, we recorded those before you and I went? We recorded the Magic Kingdom one before I went. Yeah. Um, we haven't recorded any of the other ones yet because we were waiting on Epcot. Right. So, so I I think that's was really cool because if you watch the if you sort of like piece all of our content together in that favorite things, I talk all about how Skipper Canteen is my favorite restaurant. Matt had never been there. I made him go to that restaurant with me. And now he said that one of his favorite things this year was experiencing Skipper Canteen. So it's um, just having this platform where we can like converse back and forth. So I'm really looking forward to what 2022 brings on um, the results of the Thursday the Thursday discussion. Um, so there's big things in store for us. I, I love what the podcast is doing because it is growing um, somewhat exponentially. You know, it's the one exponential growth that we're okay hearing these days. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to, I'm looking forward to working in 2022 to see what 2023 looks like. Yeah, because where everything's kind of laying, um, there's a lot of I don't know, there's a lot of brightness on the horizon in a lot of aspects of life. But for us, Disney, especially so I'm really looking forward to to getting after it in 2022 a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, on my side of 2022, we've got we've got a big trip coming up with hopefully our first cruise. Um, this is our third try to take our first cruise so um get some content from disney cruise line we might be sneaking in a land trip this year as well so we could trifecta the american entities uh this year which would be really cool so lots going on there as far as trip wise as far as the podcast wise and and kind of what we're doing here um peter kind of touched on it with the exponential growth over the last year we were averaging about 300 views a month until november hit and in november and december we're gonna top 10,000 views for the two months um it's it has grown immensely um and just content from the christmas party and then kind of our goal from the beginning was to have a lot of evergreen content sitting there. So when people start searching for Disney and see us, they can go back and they can see things that really haven't changed ride videos, um, park walkthroughs, that kind of stuff. And, and we've got a lot of that on there. That's really getting touched on. And, you know, one or two views on all those videos when you've got a hundred videos now is really growing fast. And, And like I said, at the beginning of the show, our goal this year was to get to between 50 and 70 subscribers. Um, when November hit, we blew right past that. I thought we could maybe get the 90 beginning of the month. I was like, hell it's, we were 20 subscribers away from a hundred, from a hundred. I was like, let's try and do a hundred in, uh, in December. So we're really close there. So if you haven't subscribed, definitely do that over on the YouTube channel. And that is big because we will be moving the live show to YouTube starting on january was that first second third fourth january 11th fourth. oh we're not doing the fourth. we're not doing the fourth the mm-hmm. 11th okay so uh take a two-week break and then come back 
with the show on the 11th over there. And it's going to be on, it will be on Facebook, um, but just not in the DPI podcast page. It's going to be on YouTube and it will be on Twitch as well. So if you are a Twitch subscriber or a supporter of Twitch channels, find us over there. Matt underscore DPI um, is going to be the Twitch channel. I just had that already, so we're just going to roll with that. The Discord. Discord. Um, as we grow, we're probably going to look at something like that to have like an independent chat. I I think yeah, using... like people can ask us questions and you and I reply to it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's something that we could look at setting up our own Discord channel. <laughs> Talk about it Thursday. What? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of cool things on the horizon. You know, I, I made some major investments in technology this year to get the stream looking good um so next year it's going to be playing with that and trying to make everything look really nice and and just really improve the quality of our products uh peter's got a dog at the door or a kid at the door so he's looking at the door and maybe he needs another drink no, I had to communicate with the uh, underlings because I oh. mentioned my wife is gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else? No, just um, we mentioned travel options uh, to and from the airport. And up until this week, Mirrors Connect was the only thing that was going to be available. Um, I, do you remember the new company off the top of your head? No, but I know where I can find it real quick. Yeah, it's um, so I'll explain what it is while Matt finds the company name. And um, it was like Sunshine Express or something. Sunshine Flyer. Ooh, that was close. That was close. Um, so for like $17 an adult and $13 per kid, something like that, don't quote me exactly, uh, you can ride from the, the uh, Orlando International Airport to any Disney hotel and what's cool about these is they're going to be themed like old school locomotives and other old modes of transportation. And so it'll be kind of, a, you're still stepping onto a big bus, but, um, but still kind of a cool experience. And for prices similar to that of Mears Connect uh, might be something that you and your family just to like get this nostalgia, interesting experience might be worthwhile. Oh, now you got a whole bunch going on. But that was it. That was all I had. Yeah, so, so just touch on the Sunshine Flyer. 25 years of experience uh, in the Orlando area. They're going to be starting their service on February 1st, 2022. Um, and, and what's cool is they do have these really cool themed buses, kind of like the Magical Express, only themed to old school locomotives, old school train cars. And the um, staff is also going to be dressed in 1920s attire. Tickets are $17 each way per adult, $12.50 each way for children. So um, to book tickets, www.sunshineflyer.com. With that being said, um, I want to thank you all again for a fantastic 2021. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa, all those things. Happy holidays to you and everybody around you. Hopefully you have a wonderful holiday season. Um, Peter? Merry Christmas, my friend. I will see you in a couple of days to go over um, what next year looks like because it's going to be pretty awesome. So uh, thanks for jumping on tonight, uh, and we will uh, talk to you here in a little bit. Bye, everybody.
us tonight. We had Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel on tonight. If you are looking to book a trip, at P-A-T-M Disney Travel on Facebook. for a wonderful 2021 we will be back with you in 2022 with a brand new show have a good holiday season 